0: This episode is brought to you by AARP. Sixteen years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local.
1: welcome into the latest installment of the golf channel podcast i'm your host will gray it's been a little while since we've we've done one of these but i'm pleased to be joined by well two people that happen to be wandering around the building here today now we have we have two of our stud analysts here uh brian bateman for those listening uh is sitting on my left trip eisenhower sitting on my right hola I feel like I'm, you know the NFL radio guy. Where oh, we're, we're playing right to left here in the yeah. in the second half. I like it. Uh, but we we do
0: wander around the building constantly. Yes, we do. That's yes. True.
1: Yep. So uh, it is player championship week, guys. It may have snuck up on you because it's <laughs> a it's a couple months early this year, yeah. which we will get to in a little bit. But but this is certainly one of those weeks the guys are circling each and every every year. There's a lot of
0: best field in golf.
1: There you go. Best field in golf. Getting it in early. This is good. Got it in early. Uh, a lot of variables in play this week. You you have a course that guys don't really know how it's gonna play. You have a field where you have a couple of, of big names. You're not even sure if they're gonna tee it up a couple days before. We're taping this on Monday. And you think that some of the you know big names are, are playing, but you're not entirely sure. And then you have, you know, the top six, eight, ten in these world rankings. You could see any of these guys considered as one of the favorites heading into what's going to be a wide open week at tpc sawgrass but i want to start brian with with a couple of the guys that as we said were tbd entering the week for for very different reasons first you've got tiger woods who withdrew with the next train from bay hill it looks like all indications are that he's going to play he's supposed to talk to the media tuesday morning uh he returned last year to the players for the first time in a couple of years and then you've got phil mickelson who did a little dance and uh, wasn't really sure. Maybe he's in, maybe he's out. Not not entirely sure if he's going to play, but he did go up on Sunday afternoon for a practice round after missing the Bay Hill cut. So which of those two guys, we'll start there, do you have uh, your eye on or who are you most intrigued about this week?
2: Well, I think to start with it, it has to be Tiger Woods for me simply because of the way he, he has been playing this year leading up to the API before he withdrew. Um, you know, he's won – in may and he's won in march so he's seen both sides of the coin here uh, but i just like the way that he's swinging the golf club his iron plays as, as Tripp Well knows is, is some of the best we've seen from him in the last couple of years which i think this is a second shot golf course uh it just depends on his health i mean how much preparation has he been able to put in over the last four or five six days uh, since he's been able to uh, rest his neck how sharp will he be or how rusty will he be headed to uh, headed to sawgrass I, there's no question he knows the golf course likes the golf course And has won here before, but I think for all of us to see what happens on Thursday is if is Tiger going to be rusty or is he going to be sharp based on the preparation he's been able to do or not do the last four or five days.
0: And I'll add um, the one thing that we found out a little bit about after you know it was puzzling why he p- added Mexico if he was struggling with a neck strain. Well, you know, it was one of those things he kept thinking was going to get better, mm-hmm. which, I mean, yeah. we've all slept wrong on our necks, and you, you it sometimes gets better, it sometimes doesn't. So in fairness to him, I'll say he thought it was going to get better, but you go back um, to how he played there. He was getting criticism from some of our analysts, me, not one of them, about how conservative <laughs> he was playing. Right. And uh, the reason why he was playing conservative is he, he was playing around that neck, so – if it's healthy, if you can, I don't think you can – you have to pick your spots here. You need to play conservative in the right spots, but you got to play really aggressive in the others. I think Tiger's got the game to do both. Um, he's got the ability to do both. Uh, and I'll echo Brian's point. I think his swing is as good as it's been since the year 2000. Um, it, to me, is, is technically sound. Um, the club is synchronized. He's He's hitting the ball beautifully. And, you know, he hasn't – Clicked on all cylinders, yet he's had, you know, trending in the right direction, a 20th, a 15th, a 10th, yep. and now we're coming to a place that he's had success, as again Brian said, in both the different M's, May and March. Um, I think it's uh, it plays better this time of year, we'll get to that, but I, let's be honest, it's about Augusta National. He does not want to injure this, and 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 he would love to play here. You don't think he didn't want to play Bay Hill? I mean, there's oh, no way. There's no. But it's really about he's got a short window of major opportunities, and he needs to be fully hundred percent healthy in the four opportunities he gets per year now for the next five to ten, five to seven years, I would say.
1: Assuming that he's healthy, I think that we can all agree he's probably going to add one start after the players, before Augusta. Probably match play. I, that was going to be my question. Do you feel like he's more likely to play match play or Valspar? I, going? Match I, he play? liked
0: Valspar. He, he really did. did, and he played well there last year playing around a driver. Right. You know, He doesn't have to do that like he did last year. So I think his thoughts are that golf course and me, uh, he could you know, get a win there for sure. I think it's really tough to see. Even though he's heard some things about the golf course, it's still match play. And you're still standing on the first tee against Tiger Woods. I mean, he starts two up.
2: And if you if you look at you know the yeah, right, it's true, uh, it's w- true. <laughs> yeah. But you know, from a confidence standpoint, I agree with Tripp. I think the match play would be more feasible for Tiger because, uh, yes, he has to play the golf course, but he's also playing an individual. And I think moving forward throughout the week to gain some confidence, uh, if it was the old format where it was one and done, I would say no. But with this round robin, I would say the match play as well. Yeah, that's a good. Although point. you know the Valspar it would it would prepare him at least off the tee to, to hit some long irons if he doesn't want to hit driver as much as Augusta, which he should because uh, he can get away with it more. But I think Valspar technically supports
1: his game moving toward Augusta better than the course does in Austin. Well, focusing back on this week, we've talked about Tiger, but the other guy we wanted to talk about, was phil who won here back in 2007 and has spent pretty much every year since marveling at the fact that he ever won on this (laughs) golf course he said it can't believe i won yeah he's like i can't believe i won on this course before so uh five out of the last six years he's missed the cut Mm -hmm. and he he came out a few weeks ago said this is no longer a must play event he was slow to commit even after he committed he said well i'm gonna drive up there and see but now after playing a practice round on Sunday, he liked that there wasn't a lot of rough. I think that this was always going to be a big key for Phil in setting his 2019 schedule. We saw him skip Tory Pines for the first time in almost 30 years because that's got a lot of rough on that South Course. He is trying to live a rough-free life, and uh, it's, it's worth <laughs> like it. Why did he play Bay Hill? Yeah, well, that's a good. It's why yeah. he made an early exit from Bay Hill. Yeah. Yeah. But but he certainly has played well. He played you know runner-up at the Desert Classic. He won at Pebble Beach. He's got a lot of momentum. Now it looks like he's going to return uh, as the, the tournament returns to March. What are your thoughts on Lefty?
2: I, I just think it's interesting that at this point in his career that he has decided to pick and choose where he's going to play. Yes, you can talk about the condensed schedule and, and maybe not having as many opportunities. Or, the, or like you said, the window is a lot smaller. But you know, for Phil to, to, to decide what course fits his game the best, and he's going to choose accordingly, regardless of the event, uh, it's just it, it's surprising to me. I mean, this this is the Players Championship. This is a flagship of it. If he'd have gone up there yesterday and played a practice round, the rough had been three and a half, four inches, and he decided he was was not going to play. Totally his prerogative. But I, I just don't really understand why he he is is uh, he's hit half his fairways. I think this year, Trip, you probably know that stat. Mm-hmm. But fifty percent. But he still has the game to compete regardless of the rough. I I, I just don't know why he would. It would take him this long to to, to weeble wobble around playing at the players. I obviously does not care for this golf course, although he has one and when it was in um it would, when it was in May, now it's moved back to March. You know, it's gonna play longer. He has said publicly that he thinks the March setup is gonna it suits him better because it's more of a strategic one to one fairway to green type. There's not gonna be playing running fast uh from the fairways and the greens. Uh, and he says that he likes that format better, but you know who, who's to say what Phil's going to do next? It's just fascinating to me that someone that has had so much success and should have confidence in any venue he plays. It's not like he, he he's only won and he's only had success in the past when he's played courses that either did not have any rough or have any or or had uh, a wide fairways. I mean, he's had success at places that. Aren't the best suitable for people that can't hit a fairway, but well, the, it's 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 just mind boggling to me that he waits this late to decide, and evidently he likes the rough cut, so he's going to go p- try it and play it.
0: Well, Phil's never going to live a rough-free life. He's going to spend a <laughs> lot of time in the rough. I mean, there's just no question. But this year, he's spending a time in the rough a lot closer to the greens. Um, to add that kind of clubhead speed in your late 40s, you got to give yeah. the guy a lot of credit. Yep. And he's, the reason why he's had success is now he's 15, 20 yards further down the fairway on those missed tee shots yeah. or in the rough, and his ability to escape. The one thing that this place does in defense of Phil Mickelson, I don't care how good your escapability is, look at Bubba Watson, for example. When you stray here, it penalizes you. You cannot recover. Yep. There is so much uh, danger. On your into your second shots, if you're not playing from the right spots on this golf course, so players like Phil that are going to stray, they're going to pay at the players, and that's why we've seen players that rely on that kind of strategy to uh, not have success. But to echo what Brian said, I would say that when you look at his record, it is here. You know, it, it's it's I can't believe he won there. Yeah, you know, and exactly. and. But it's really tough to skip the best field in golf when you're one of the best yeah. golfers historically that's ever played.
1: Well, Brian, you spoke about confidence. Remember, we're talking about a guy who was confident enough to try and hit a shot right-handed from <laughs> behind a fence like four days ago. So That was com- comical, by the way. And he thought he hit it well. He yeah. he hit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where to go? <laughs> well, it's right at your feet. Yeah. So confidence is never really an issue, but it is interesting to, to hear him talk about the, the May versus March setup and what he's hoping to see this week but you look back his record in March when he was at his his peak was not exactly stellar this was not a tournament that he was year in and year out contending in. he had a couple of top tens here or there but for the most part he struggled in March he struggled in May and perhaps this could be just setting the table for down the line whether it's next year two years from now what have you to then skip this event and you can look back on his comments from the last few weeks and say listen I warned you guys I said this was coming that I might not want to play this event because I'm not exactly sold that he's going to find any better fit this week than he did the last six years or, or the six years. before. Well, that.
2: look, Tripp can speak to this as well as I can. There's certain golf courses that as a player, they just don't fit your eye oh, yeah. and or your style. Yeah. This the one course. doesn't fit his style, right? I mean, it's, it's just, it's still, just, it's amazing to me that Phil would would hold out on the tour like this. But you this, agree, Brian?
0: You agree that this golf course? I mean, if you're, if you, if you rely on recovering from poor yes. tee shots, this right. one penalizes you more than any and other, he, and this is why I think it's a a good good test of golf.
2: Well, like DJ has not had a lot of success here either, and we'll probably get to him later in the in the show. But there's been a, quite a few players with links that have not played well here in the past. Yeah um but for phil i i I think he can play well this week it's to me it's all about his mindset leading into the week and he's always a half glass glass full type of player Uh, he likes the setup he likes the rough may not like the 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 design of the holes or the way it fits his eye but he's still gonna he's not gonna back off that driver and because of of the setup of the course and and it, it at times making players back off i mean when tiger won here what was it, 2013? He was mm-hmm. 68th in the field out of 75 players that made the cut in the distance to the, the second shot. Like he was way. He, he, he played was, very conservative. Yeah. And
1: so you can play that way, but Phil didn't do it. Well, we've talked a lot about some of these changes that we're going to look into in terms of the course, that this becomes a very big talking point each year, but certainly this year more than recently, just because of the changes. This is still, you know perhaps the traditional peat Dye second shot golf course everyone knows a lot of the the hazards that, that lurk even beyond the island green 17th hole you guys have said it's going to be longer the weather looks pretty good it looks like it's going to be a little chilly a little rainy come the weekend it's it's not in May anymore those scorched out burnt out greens that we saw a couple of years back are going to be Verdant, they're going to be wet. It's going to be playing a little mm-hmm. bit differently. But mm-hmm. what's the key in your guys' mind in terms of just course setup, the, the one key in terms of what's going to be different this time well, around? Well, it's very
0: clear it's a second-shot golf course. But what this golf course does and why you have a wide array of winners, you've had long hitters here mm-hmm. win here. You've had short hitters win here. Yep. Um, you've had completely different styles of players win here. The one thing they all do is they, this course makes you, on certain, at certain holes, play all from the same area. I mean, there's certain holes that the you choke cannot points, yeah. exactly. I mean, the tenth hole, you can't. Everybody's going to play their second shots from a twenty-yard uh, wide area of that fairway. Um, the fourth hole, the fourth hole, same exact thing. Six, the f- uh, six, exactly. Right. Five is that way because if you try to go down that hill and try to cut it over the corner, you're there's just wrought with danger. And Bubba does it all the time. He's pulled it off like twice. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, that's the thing. You you need to play. Everybody's kind of playing from the same distances. And and what Brian said about Tiger is exactly right. I mean, Tiger's normally one of those guys trying to get it up there and take advantage of some of his length. Here, he was smart and he played it strategically. Strategically, point eight to point B golf, and that's what ultimately this is. And, of course, it comes down to, I mean, always it comes down to putting but I like the greens this, the, this time of year when, the, when they've got a little bit of receptiveness to them. They're going to be firm, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that we throw in that northwest wind mm-hmm. when fronts come through. I mean, I've lived in Florida since 1980. I know all about these fronts this time of year. And in, in May, it's coming. This in week May, it's yeah, coming. It, it, it will come, and the difference is it, it, most of the time the prevailing wind in May is from the south or southeast, and that makes 17-18 uh, play downwind from the right. Um, that that is a pretty easy win for players, okay? Uh, ne- Northwest wind when you get one of those fronts coming through in the north wind, not only is it a heavier, colder wind, but it's into left to right. It's the wind that you hate playing, standing on that 17t, feeling the wind on your left cheek coming in is not something that you want to feel. And standing on that 18t when it's really quartering in, not fun. So it's that's what I want to see. And according to the forecast, we're going to see uh, temperatures in the fifties in that northwest wind.
1: Did you minor in meteorology at Georgia Tech? <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that well, I, I think on. the
0: weather. I think the weather plays a big part of this. This move to March and what happens in Florida, and we get wins in Florida this time of year. I mean, we saw it. You know, we see it all the time at Honda. We see it at Bay Hill. We see it, and that's what makes these tournaments in Florida better in May than in March than May.
2: And the overseed as well. Yeah, yeah. The true. Overseed in the fairways. It's going to be playing longer. I played in two players. One was in May and one was in March, and to me Perfect. they're they're completely different weeks. Now individually, the weather was what it is. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But I remember in March how damp and foggy and long, and in the and the fairways were not get not getting any roll. And eighteen was like driver five iron, right? Driver six iron. I mean, it was you know you had to bust it. And then in May, when the last time I played was uh, I think your Fred Funk one, And seventeen was a was a pitching wedge all week. I hit a six iron to seventeen. In March, the year that I played. Yeah. Because of wind direction and because of the heaviness of the air. So, look, I don't really, I haven't looked at the forecast, but I'm with Trev. I I think you're going to see a lot of players picking their spots, especially now since this golf course has been redone with the 12th hole, giving you options Mm -hmm. there. The 7th hole is a lot longer than it used to be. Um, And then, of course, I think 16, 17, 18, one of the three greatest finishing holes in golf because of the the opportunity for disaster and for success. So, it's going to take ball striking. We've seen long players win, and we've seen shorter players win, but we've always seen ball strikers win. Yeah, mm-hmm. good iron players. That good way. iron. I mean, Elkington, Stinson, uh Keimer. Yep. D- David Tom's almost won when you're KJ the year that he won. Yep. Players that that strike it. Webb didn't – he hit the ball well last year, but he made a ton of putts. Jason Day, we see, you see ball strike. Adam Scott. So, yeah. the list goes on and on. But it's, just, it's a great tournament and, uh I'm glad it's in March. I like the way it fits in the schedule better.
1: Taking a quick peek at the forecast, it looks like it's going to be pretty, pretty good until Saturday. And yeah, Saturday Saturday's is when the front's going to come yep. through. So Saturday, yep. Sunday, it's going to be a little wet. You're going to have highs in the mid 60s. It is going to be March golf, very different than fun weekend. Fun to crack open a beer and watch <laughs> the players. <laughs> it's a variable, at least as opposed to you know May. It's going to be 87 and hot, and you know yeah. it's going to be this. At least you, it's going to throw these guys a curveball, and, and you know you're going to face multiple different elements when and and
0: I'll work. throw this in for the uh for the analysts working at the players uh it's much better to sit at that desk in a coat and tie in March than it is in <laughs> May <you> okay <laughs> because when it's 90 something <laughs> out and 85 percent humidity there is sitting up on that hill on there is a lot Ooh, of sweat going sticky.
1: on <laughs> uh all right let's turn our attention back to uh the field and as we said it, it's pretty much wide open I struggle to come up with a pre-tournament favorite I guess I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would lean towards Rory just based on his yeah. play coming into this week, four straight or five straight now, top, top six finishes. But he doesn't exactly have a stellar uh, player <laughs> championship record. So if not Rory, then who? Who would be your, your top seed? We're in March. We're getting towards basketball time. Who's your top seed this week? Uh, I, look, I,
0: I think Tommy Fleetwood. I, I really, re- mm. I really do. I like like the way his iron. I had play him is.
1: slotted as like a three in the that wow. Midwest region. Okay, well, I <laughs> mean, no, <laughs> tell me more. No,
0: I, I, I just look at, I look at, at his iron game. I watched him hit balls last yeah. week or this week here in Bay Hill. Um, his right to left ball flight. He has the acoustics on his strike that are similar to Rory's. I mean, that's a high compliment. Trust yeah. me. And I think he plays. I, you know, the only thing is he may not have quite enough experience on this golf course. That was well, seventh
1: be, last year. But so well, My yeah.
0: point is he's played well, and I think he's that type guy to do it. The other guy that I would certainly put up there, and I know he hasn't played quite as consistently recently as as he has, is is a guy like Bryson DeChambeau. I, I, I think this is a type golf course for a scientist to well, figure you want to out talk about ball striker right? and, and no yeah. and and ball striker and he's smart enough to say okay i can't take my chances here see the problem with rory and dj and those guys is is you look at what th- their greatest asset is their biggest weapon on a lot of holes here it takes that and makes oh, cool. it it makes it marginal for them so they have to walk a fine line, and it is hard to uh, argue against Rory. But I think Fleetwood and, and Deschambeau are my two guys to keep an eye on. And if you want a, a three-pick in the Midwest region, John Rom. Okay, there wow. you go. Wow. There you go.
1: I feel like we haven't talked about John Rom in 2019. No, we haven't, We're, we're yeah. probably about to I think we're soon. getting ready to, yeah. yeah. Brian, what do you think?
2: I, I still like Justin
1: Rose. I just think the way his game travels, Good regardless point. of the venue. Um, but this venue more than – I feel like this venue more than any others gets under his skin. For real, I just yeah. like he's he's one of those guys. He's he's missed a couple cuts here. Yeah, he's got a you know he finished fourth. Yeah, he and finished 14, fourth and fourteen, finish, and yeah. that's about it. Where it's just he's one of those guys where you do feel like it's going to travel anywhere, and then he gets to the stadium course. Maybe I just have some scar tissue from using him in one and done like, back <laughs> in the day. But it's like you feel like this should set up for his his style, but the yeah. results just aren't quite well, there. Well, different he, player
0: too. He leads the tour in scrambling.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just like his game. Well, I, I just think
2: I think this is going to be his week. I, I I'm not picking him to win necessarily on a Monday, but i'm I'm close. Uh, I know he didn't play well in Bay Hill, but he he just he does everything so well, not just the physical side but the mental side because he seems to be able to adapt his game to any course that he plays. I really can't answer I think we what we we spoke of earlier about maybe this it's golf open. course does not yeah. fit his fit his eye very well, but he's such a good player. I just I would be very surprised if Justin Rose was not on the first page of the leaderboard and having a chance to win late Sunday because he drives it well. He's been putting probably the best of his career. Um, he might have learned something last week at the API, what he was doing wrong, had some time to work on it. Uh, I just like Justin Rose this week. And then, look, Dustin Johnson taking chalk here, but he hasn't had a stellar record at the players as well. But if there's ever a player that can deal with a, a being uncomfortable on the golf course of not letting it bother him, mm. it's DJ. Yeah. I think, I think his length I – th- I think you're going to see some player this week that, that plays well. You're going to see a majority of them have some length off the tee because I think these, these overseeded fairways, there's not going to be a lot of uh, rollout. So you're going to see players that drive the ball long and fairly straight, like Rory or like DJ, have some success. But if I had to pick two players that I think are going to be close to the top, I'm going to say Rose and DJ.
1: Well, you mentioned DJ. He finished 17th last year and 12th the year before that. So he's played some solid golf here, but he is still – in search of a top 10 finish at this event, which is remarkable for having played here nine or 10 times. I I have to look back. I don't think there's a lot of tournaments. The DJ has played more than five times and not cracked the top 10 ever. So uh, Trip, I think that goes to your point about that. This course just limits the firepower Mm -hmm. and it takes driver out of his hands in in part. But you also got to wonder if he's got a little bit of motivation feature groups this week for PGA Tour live. You've got 12 guys. Dustin Johnson is not no included. The you. world number one is not included. Oh, so mm. uh, I don't know that that's exactly going to be at the top of Dustin Johnson's mind. Who as do you like? That. Uh, well, I, I still will lean with Rory. I think that he – I'm in a position right now where I'm not going to bet against Rory. I just yeah. think that the, the total package is there. I think he's saying the right things for now. I'm, I'm concerned about the Sunday stuff if we still – if it continues as we get closer towards Augusta. But I think that right now – his tee to green game, the the putter, if it gets just a little bit warm, not even hot, yeah. that I think that that could be the differentiating point that's going to take him, just give him that little bit of an extra edge that when your floor is top 10, top 15 <laughs> golf, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take my chances. And again, this is a place where he had three straight top 10s from 2013 to 2015, and that was back when he was throwing in the wacky Friday rounds and still – Bouncing back on the weekend. What so. was it?
0: What was it this last week at Bay Hill? He was like got, got uh, up and down. Like five of of fifteen times or something, and he was still in contention.
1: Yeah, I mean it was he was he was struggling <laughs> I mean, around the greens. Because, I mean
0: and that to your point. Yeah. I mean here's a guy that, that was not getting the ball up and right. down. He had a chance to win the Daygum Golf Tournament with five holes to play, six holes to
1: play. Well, the key on Sunday was the par fives. He had yeah. he had five yeah. iron in to every one of the yeah. par fives. He played him in one under. The only birdie he made was by missing an eleven foot eagle putt. So. Uh, the short game was lacking, certainly on Sunday and especially the rest of the week, but that just goes to show you, if you can finish T6 and your short game <laughs> gets a C+, I think you're in a good place. C-. Minus. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's, it's just a matter of time, I think, for oh, Rory yeah. to figure out you know, what he needs to do on Sunday. I'm not a big fan of his stroke. I, I think that the putter doesn't release. Like I was taught, which I've always felt like was the way. You know, Tiger said when he putted his best, he felt like he was hooking putts. Mm-hmm. And Rory, with that hand, with his hands going through, he blocks a lot of putts, especially late, especially under pressure. But I think it's just a matter of time before he continues to do off the tee and in his iron game the same things he has been doing. He's just going to convert the putts. And let's be frank, some of these losses on Sunday have not been because he played poorly. He's just oh, been yeah. he just been outstroked. Yeah. Well, I
0: looked yesterday at the twelfth hole, and as, as somebody who's played Bay Hill, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you how many times hundreds, well thousands, I would say, <laughs> but. Um, uh, that 12th hole, the shot he hit in there was literally f- – people don't know this, but it was four feet from having a 15-footer for eagle. Mm-hmm. Instead, it goes over the green because mm-hmm. it would have caught that slope. It would have taken the, the speed off of it. It would have curled around behind the hole, and he would have had a 15-footer for eagle. Instead, it goes over the green into a marginal eye. He chips it off, makes par. Right. I mean, that that those type things when you're th- literally right. four feet away from – that could have changed everything. Could have been a two-shot swing. Yeah. About a four-foot difference. Yeah.
1: Uh, how much of a chance do we have to give to uh, the man in the red sweater Francesco Molinari, who figured out Bay oh, yeah. Hill uh, a few hours ago, and shooting that 64, and you, you thought of Bay Hill as a course where he played well before, and you still think of Sawgrass as a place where he has played well before, that he has four top ten finishes at this event since 2010, two in the last three years, and that's kind of the, oh, the yeah. pre-confidence Molinari. Now you've got this, this guy, Tommy Fleetwood, yesterday said he's a different kind of animal now. He's got the confidence, mm-hmm. certainly showed that on Sunday. The new clubs, the new ball, everything seems to be working pretty well. How much of a chance do you give him this week? Uh, City, well, you can't
0: count him out now in these bigger tournaments. I mean, the guy he he's played well here, as you said.
2: Um, I, I either plays really well or he misses a cut. Well, yeah, and you, and you can so, say that about a lot of guys. Yeah, so yeah, you could. It's
1: either on or four you're, top
2: tens and four missed cuts. Yeah, yeah but
0: I, look, it's a different Molinari. Yeah. I mean, you you um, you said it, and and his iron game is when it when he is on. I mean, the worst shot I saw him hit yesterday was that uh, second shot in eighteen, and he still yep. made the putt. I mean, you know, I mean, because that was a very poor shot from that from that angle. He was, you know, the way he was playing, I expected it to be ten, you know, fifteen feet left of the hole. But um, we talk about good iron players. I, I, it's tough to pick a guy that hits his irons better than than
2: Molinari on a consistent basis. A very underrated putter too. I mean, he. It's a lot better not, than it used yeah, to be. Not yeah, not
1: underrated. He picked up four strokes in strokes game putting yesterday. Yeah. That's a big reason why. But he but, shot that but six most
2: before. of the discussions about Molinari is about his ball striking. Right. But he he he's a clutch putter. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: Uh, visiting the disabled list once again. I guess it's the injury list now. We're getting rid of the disabled list in baseball. But I digress. Yeah. How about uh, that? It's yeah, we can have that for another Some podcast. Uh, another podcast. Yeah. Uh, Jason Day yeah. surprising withdrawal yeah. during, after six holes of the opening round at Bay Hill. I spoke to him in the locker room. He was sitting very gingerly. He said he's got an annular tear to a disc in his back, which is a very – That si- is serious. That could be a significant injury. He had an MRI, but but he said he hoped that some rest would heal it. He's on the course Monday, as we speak, at, at uh, Sawgrass. He seemed to be in better spirits and hitting balls. What are we to make of him both this week at TPC Sawgrass but really moving forward into this big stretch of, of big golf tournaments?
0: I, I can relate with back injuries because it's what ended my – uh, career is, and it, I didn't have disc. I was close Mm -hmm. to the disc, but I, and I can tell you one week of rest doesn't do it. I mean, the doctors told me a year. Um, but disc is where you got start talking about getting under the knife and that's where you're talking a whole different ball game. And did he tell you, I was surprised by the coat, the quote that I read where he said, if I keep, if I stay like this, I may only have seven more years.
1: No, he didn't tell me that. But you he you said, saw that yeah, quote, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but I think that it's it's tough to tell. You know, he said he was playing last week. All last week at Sawgrass, he was there Tuesday to Saturday. He got up Sunday and he was stiff. He was having trouble walking. He was having trouble sitting in the car, which is stuff that you, it triggers your your Tiger Woods thoughts when you're he's talking about the disc between L4 Man, and L5. It's the exact same spot. He was certainly seemed out of sorts. In that opening round at Bay Hill, but now you know after a few days rest, maybe it is something that that he's able to work out the kinks. But if he he told me an MRI revealed an annular tear, and that is that That's is no good. joke. So he's
2: playing so well coming into, I mean, uh-huh. just each and every week, just trending in the right direction.
1: Two top fives before before Bay Hill. Yeah, it
2: just uh, gosh, it's just so it's sad really yeah. to see him be injured as much. It reminds me of Michelle Wee, just they They can't get away from the injury bug. Yeah. and in Jason's case, I, I don't have the experience with back trouble like Trip does. I've had shoulder and knee problems, uh, but not back. But if it's something is what you're describing, I'm with tripp. I don't know how a couple of days' rest mm-hmm. is going to make that any better. Um, and then the old saying. And if he was healthy, I think he'd be at the top of the list and one of the favorites coming in. Oh yeah. because of the way he's playing and because of his success here in the past.
1: Well,
0: the the old saying I love it is how to avoid your uh, uh, fourth back surgery. Don't, Don't have, have the, the first. first one. Yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, it's <laughs> all too true. But
1: that's, here we are. We'll see how it does. Seem like he's going he to be able to tee it up, and and we'll just have to see how it plays out. Like I said, not only this week, but but moving forward through a big stretch. All right, let's let's play. Pick your former champ. Who's going to have the better week? This week you got the defending champ Webb Simpson, who just shot the lights out of that course, especially through the first 36 holes last year. Uh, Ricky Fowler, who won back here in 2015, but has not had a lot of success since, or Matt Kuchar, whose win came back in 2012 mm, and has uh, two wins already this season. Trip, I saw your eyes light up there with that. I was going to say, door. I was hoping so what, you were going to put Kuchar in what, there. Uh, so I, I assume that's where you're leading.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, Kucher, the way he i know recently he hasn't played he's had a little drop off since mm-hmm. that great start um to the season but man oh man I, I you like you you talk about the things in his game the only question is you know you look back he he really hasn't played this golf course in march right Okay, so his success, uh, he, he's only played this golf course in May.
1: But you can say that about a lot of the guys. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. we
0: can't. I mean, Webb Simpson clearly. Right. You mentioned Ricky Fowler Jordan clearly. Spieth. I mean, Jordan Spieth. Jordan right. Spieth, yeah. I mean, well,
1: Tiger and Phil are going to be in a, in a stark minority of people who have ever seen this and golf course. And Adam Scott, DJ. And Adam Scott, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's, there's a few, but they're not going to be that many. No,
0: you're right. But – Look, I, I he's got that type of game. I love Ricky's game. There, there's a little bit too up and down for me right now. I mean, what he did at Honda coming down the strat I, I mean, I, there, I, there's no weaknesses in the guy's game. I love his game, and I love his game here. Um, but I just got to say what I saw at Bay Hill, you know, just kind of stuck in neutral. We saw him do some great stuff Sunday, and then he kind of fell off. That's a little too much yeah. of that for me right now. And I think Kucher's a little more walk-the-line consistent, and especially at this place, I think the strengths of Kucher's game fit the mold mm-hmm. of somebody who would play well here a lot.
2: I totally agree. The up and down with with Ricky is is disturbing. I don't know that Webb is playing some of his best golf of late. Uh, he had a good finish, I think, at the RSM. He finished top yep. five. Uh, has, is not putting as well statistically as he did last year, but it's still early in the season. But I'm I'm with Trip. I think that Cooch's game fits this golf course. Where the the only the only negative I see for Matt is that if in fact it does get cool and these fairways are not running out, the length off the tee is going to cause him to have longer longer approach shots. Um, But he's he's won here before, as has Ricky. I just I I think with this golf course kind of dictates your 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 ability to score. (coughs) Excuse me, especially consistently because of the trouble that's all over i mean you you can make a big number here in a lot of places so in ricky's inability to fine-tune his t to green game it looks good for an hour or so and then it disappears for 30 minutes and for two or three holes so yeah i'm with (laughs) cooch um you know at his age to have two wins already this season his confidence has to be as high as it's ever been throughout his career Uh, and going back to a place that he's won before. So I would I would side with trip on that and say Matt Kuchar.
1: Brian, you mentioned Molinari's uh, record here, kind of interesting t- top tens and missed cuts. Ricky is even more to that polarizing extent. last nine starts, he's got a first and a second. <laughs> he's got a 60th, and he has six missed cuts. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, you know, he – he made the most of it in 2012 when he finished second at Couture and then when he won that playoff in 15. And other than that, it has been hard to come by for him on the stadium course. Which you can say that about a lot of why guys. Do you, why is. do you
2: think that is, True?
1: I think when you're
0: off here, it, it you, you're, it. if any any part you're off, you're, you just can't recover, and you're you're going to make too many high numbers when you're not playing so good. I mean, when you're not when you don't have things going right, you're going to see players with a lot of <laughs> missed cuts. I mean, it is amazing. But that it's the golf course. Yeah. I know he that,
1: hasn't
2: played in March either.
1: That's true. Yeah, well, true. But yeah, to your point, Trip. I feel like this is a place that turns seventy threes into seventy eights really real quick. Yeah. Now in the media center, they've got the electronic scoreboard, and you got all the color coding. You've got red for birdies, and you've got <laughs> blue for bogeys, and then you got this black box. What is you it make? black? Okay, black, black box. And okay, this, these yeah. black boxes start popping they up pop for the up. doubles and yep. triples. With uh, increasing regularity, you see a lot of black boxes by Friday afternoon, yeah. for sure. So, and
0: I think you're going to see more of them in March.
1: Yeah. We may. We may. We shall see. This Especially is, on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We will uh, close things out with this one here. We mentioned uh, you know, three seeds and Tommy Fleetwood and John Rahm before, but I want a sleeper. Let's go outside the top 10 in the world uh-huh. ranking. So Rahm is 10th. Okay. Can't count him, but give me uh, a guy from outside the top 10 in trip, as you said, the strongest field in golf who could contend this week and potentially win.
0: All right. I'm going to surprise you guys. Here we go. Here we go. You don't ever surprise me. Oh, yeah, I do. This one will surprise you. Guy that finished 11th last year. Okay. He's fourth in strokes gained approach shots on the PGA Tour.
1: Someone did his homework.
0: And guess what? He's also went to a really good school. Oh,
1: no. Here we go.
0: That's right. Not Matt Kuchar, (laughs) but Chesson Hadley. (laughs) The
1: snap. Wow, the snap. Snap. Yes. Snap on Chesson
0: Hadley. I talked to him last week. He said his game is uh, starting to feel pretty good, and he liked what he was doing. Now he played solid at Bay Hill. Um, (laughs) He hasn't, you know, he's one of those guys that I think when you look at his game, he could be one of those guys that nobody's expecting on a leaderboard and come Sunday you're going to go, ooh, Chesson Hadley's sitting there in fourth place. And, you know, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he's going to
2: play well.
1: Okay. That, that definitely qualifies.
2: There you go. That's off. That's under the radar, for yeah, sure. There you go. I'm going Paul Casey, Will. I, I think, uh, once again, he hasn't played well here. <laughs> he <laughs> hasn't played well here, like like a lot of players. But going back to this style of golf and this golf course, uh, I just love the way that he plays tee to green. It's all about the putter for Paul Casey. I think the win last year at the Valspar has carried him forward with his confidence, and I could see him playing well this week, especially if the conditions get a little – A little squirrely with the wind. Ball striking is going to prevail. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Paul Casey
1: having a chance on Sunday. We know he he plays well in March, just over on the other other coast of Florida. We'll see if he can bring it to the East Coast. Uh, How about Rafa cabrera Yeah, Third uh, place last week. He Mm -hmm. finished fourth this event two years ago. Last ten worldwide starts dating back to uh, the event in Korea in October. He has nine top 25 finishes. Missed the cut in Dubai, and outside of that, he has been rock solid. He's another a cut
0: in like sixteen tournaments. Yeah, I mean he has
1: he has been rock solid, and you, and you mentioned you want someone who's a flusher, you want a guy that you can trust with a four or five iron in their hand. I think that he's certainly a guy that that is on the short list of people that would fit that bill. So, we've got some sleepers now. We've yeah. got a couple favorites, but this is I think we can all agree. You can put 20 guys up there, and you oh. can say, "Oh, insert name here." Won the players, and you'd be like, "All right, yeah, that makes sense." Sergio. I, think, I mean, yeah. Sergio yeah. would be well, one under the he, radar, yeah. right? I mean, absolutely. look at his record here. Yeah, absolutely,
2: he's one yeah. of those guys. This is the one venue all year that that you can have a list of players playing great, <coughs> and there's a pretty good chance that half of them miss the cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and vice player. versa. Yeah. Right. Right. Players yeah. not playing well coming in, and then you're like, "Wow, what's he done this year? Nothing." Well, he's top five going into Sunday. Yeah, yeah. it's just a, it's a weird. But it's I a like weird that, week, don't, don't you? I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's, a it's mixed just bag. so hard to predict. This is the hardest week I think of the year to predict who's going to play.
1: Mixed bag, strong field, new course, weather front moving in on Saturday. Saturday, for, for and Trip Brian Eisenhower. and
0: I'll still be wandering around the building. Yeah. There you go. As it should be.
1: As it should be. Yep. Uh, well, this has been fun, gentlemen. Brian Bateman, Trip Eisenhower. Thank you much for for joining us. Great as, job. As we hosting preview well. the players. Mm. I give myself a solid B, and we'll we'll move yeah, on, on from there. Uh, thank you much for listening to this episode of the Golf Channel podcast. Remember to log on to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your your podcast. Search for Golf Channel. You will find us there, and we will see you next time.